0: Hello, I'm Adult, and I'm Young, and you're listening to Young Adult, where we are reading through Mistborn, The Final Empire, by Brandon Sanderson.
1: Today we're covering Chapter 24. Okay, so uh, the opening quote is just the Lord Ruler saying, like, "Man, I hope I don't turn evil at some point."
0: <laughs> well, spoiler alert—he turns evil.
1: If uh, I can still see the tears in a in a young child's eyes and feel pain at his suffering, if I ever lose this, I will know that I've passed beyond hope of redemption. I guess he doesn't realize he's gone past that. I mean, I mean, well, here's the thing: we haven't seen the Lord Ruler. We don't actually know that much about what he's like. Clearly, he's not a very good ruler. Um... But what you you think he might still he might be a still, good person? Well, no. He might he might have a conscience. He and just like not be applying it. You know what I mean? Like if he sees a kid in front of him, he might be like, "Oh, I'll help that kid." He's just not applying it to his... just locked up in his his little, state policy. You know? I mean, his little palace. We don't know for sure what the Lord Rulers do is at this point. He might well have been like absorbed by the deepness or something. But yeah, I mean, we don't know what happened. It is. I think it's totally possible for like. A king locked up in his palace to be, you know... Unaware of what's going on around him? Yeah, and just sort of generally incompetent, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, we've heard that this that he's tried different things in terms of administration. Yeah, he just sucks, kind of.
0: Yeah. Um, I have to say about this chapter, I think we're about two-thirds of the way in now. Um, And this chapter really started to feel like, especially towards the end, the beginning... Of the end of this book, like mm, we're well, coming closer yeah. and closer to the climax
1: well, the end the, I mean the end of this chapter is a pretty pretty big deal, yeah,
0: so i I'm thinking you know my mind's starting to worry again about you know where's where's it gonna go, what's gonna happen mm. uh which is a good thing that it's engaging, but I just thought I'd mention that this really is
1: starting to f- kick off events now, yeah, um so, will we, will we start going through the chapter? Yeah. Uh, so, it opens with... Um, it's not literally, like, right after what ha- the end of the last chapter, but it...
0: Probably only... A p-
1: yeah, it's pretty close there. Yeah. So, uh, Kelsir and Ham are arriving back from their base that we saw them at.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it is literally the same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
0: So, I I mean, I think it's fair to say that it's all, all that's happened in between is a carriage ride home. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, it's not one of those chapters where, like, literally, like... It's the same scene, yeah. But it's 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 pretty close. Um, so yeah, they they arrive back. Um, Ham's complete. Interestingly, so Ham here is is talking about like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be back. Hated wearing a uniform, that kind of thing. Did not seem very in- interested in coming back when we actually saw him. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe getting back made him realize how much he was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, with, maybe with everything, you know. I mean, you w- I mean he would have gotten used to it, having been there for months. But maybe now that he's back, having a glass of wine, sitting there comfortably with his friends, he's realizing that actually, man, I really missed
1: this. Hmm. Um. So they they just chat for a bit. Uh. There, uh, do you do you have anything from this conversation at all that you want to talk about? No, not really. There's a
0: bit. I'll admit there's a funny bit where they're all speaking in the same way. Lesyborns does and even I couldn't understand what was going on. And I have previously prided myself in understanding
1: what's going on, but, I mean, some of this is literally nonsense, I think. Well, yeah, part of that is just them, like, making a joke out of it. Yeah. Uh, But even the stuff where it's him himself speaking. Although, interestingly, now the narration is calling him Spook. Yeah. Uh, I don't know when that started.
0: I think it just started the second they were like, yeah, we're just going to call him Spook because Lesterburn's a bad Mm. name. (laughs) Although, I prefer to call him Burns, so I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, uh, well, even when he's talking, he says stuff like, Nicing the knot on the playing without. What does that mean? Speaking of spook, actually, uh, Ham has a weird line about spook. He says he's the only one who knows how to keep his mouth shut on the crew. What does that mean? Yeah, I...
0: Like, I guess it just means he doesn't like talk and make fun of Ham. Maybe. Which everyone else does do that. They're like, oh, Ham, you kind of suck with your stupid philosophy. Unless <laughs> you're born, they're, like, not caring, so...
1: Yeah, they they joke about that a bit as well. But, yeah, I mean, this conversation's just kind of reestablishing the, that they're yeah. all hanging out in their buds.
0: Um, um, the interesting part of this segment is Vin. Because she has this bit between conversations where she's like, Remembering what it was like to be a street urchin, mm-hmm. it's like a whole page of just her like zoning out of the conversation and reflecting on what it was like. I think the second night she was there at a Club's place.
1: Yeah, yeah. Remembering how earlier in the book she wasn't part of this kind of inner circle, she was still yeah looking in on this from the outside.
0: Yeah, and it, uh, it was interesting. It was. It certainly made you made me think about. How much Vin has changed over this while,
1: which is definitely what that's, this scene is going for. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it is. It's it's true. She's definitely bonded with the crew,
0: to the extent where I I realize I kind of forgotten what Vin was like at the beginning.
1: I think we're basically reading this in real time with the book. That's true. Yeah, it's fu- it's funny. It does seem. It doesn't feel as dramatic, maybe to us, the change that she's undergone. Yeah, because in the book it's been six months, and for us it's
0: been about six months so um (laughs) yeah so
1: much much like it's crept up on vin it's crept up on us a little bit
0: yeah so that that the image of her standing there in kind of drab clothing and with shortcut hair and everything was kind of like oh yeah that was what vin was like for the first like third of this book Mm. and that that was kind of just kind of crazy to me i think and look maybe maybe it worked better for us reading it this slowly, uh, maybe it would have been, like, more of a, you know, less of a shock to someone who's just been reading it in, like, a couple of weeks. Mm. But I think that does show Brandon Sanderson's character demo- development certainly pays off really nicely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, so then, Vin gives her a report on the politics stuff. Um, again, not really too much to say here. A lot of this is stuff we already knew.
0: Yeah. Just... I think it was House Tikil that she's saying is... Which which house was it? She was... Yeah,
1: she says House Tikil is vulnerable, and uh, in fact, this did jump out to me as a little interesting. She says that uh, some people think that they're going to have to sell their keep because they can't afford to keep paying the Lord Rulers' keep tax. So, apparently there's actually, like, a tax that they pay to have these noble be, houses here and be considered great houses. Yeah, I suppose that's logical. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... Just a little, another little, little clue on what's yeah. how, how this world works. Um, In fact,
0: they're saying that they might actually have to pack up and leave for a while until they've. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. They're they're, they're the saying money, they're yeah. getting, more than just for a while. Like they're th- thinking they might have to sell their keep. Yeah, no, I I, big, I know, I know. I'm just. Which I mean, that feels like it would be a big deal because that's a that's a huge building that they built specifically for them to show off how rich they are.
0: Yeah that's going to be pretty embarrassing for them
1: actually that's a that's a weird question I wonder what would happen to such a building like would someone else take it over would it become yeah would a noble want to live in a second hand keep it feels like it would be forever kind of a little bit of a undermining of your wealth you know what I mean well maybe but I mean maybe not you'd be the guys might you'd be... be the one the one family that didn't build their own keep yeah but at the
0: same time you'd still be paying the taxes and stuff and yeah. still, it'd, it'd still be a, a show of your power and wealth.
1: But I, f- I feel like that would kind of establish you as like a second class, noble, like greater house, you know? Almost
0: like you fall somewhere in between. Yeah. It's like you're not, you're clearly richer and more powerful than all the other nobles, but...
1: But at the same time, what other possible most. purpose could you put that building to?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's been built specifically for a noble house.
1: Like you're not going to turn it into apartments. I mean, you could try, but... <laughs> noble apartments like actually that might be that might be what they would do, yeah, split yeah. it up into like a few sort of noble living spaces, and yeah different, especially since we know that they have like multiple connected buildings,
0: yeah, definitely you could have just literally a noble noble apartments mm. for the lesser nobles
1: uh so yeah,
0: yeah, um, so talking about this, they're you know they're congratulating themselves a bit on. Having gotten rid of one noble house, almost, and mm-hmm. the others are all killing each other. And it's really starting to come together, the idea of the political war is, is coming.
1: Yeah, and uh, so Kelsier just sen- is sending Ham off on a little tiny mission to, to gather some intelligence, and Vin wants to go with him.
0: Yeah, because as we've seen before, Vin thinks very highly of actually just the people who have become real experts in their own metal. Yeah. Um, whereas she thinks she's, she's learnt as much as she can about a lot of the individual medals. Yeah, it's the more basic ones from Kelsier.
1: It's funny, actually, because I mean, Kelsier was the one who first came up with this idea of her training with all the different mistings on the team.
0: Yeah. I think he's just taken aback that she wants to learn more about being a thug, because to him it's just burning pewter mm. when you need a boost.
1: Yeah, he, does, he does, I guess he doesn't think that this particular medal has any nuances to it, and to be fair, it does seem like it has less.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's nothing more than, I think, practice and learning... When to flare it and when to not flare it, and mm, but
1: but Ham does uh,
0: have some interesting yeah he has some
1: interesting things here, especially on he talks a lot about the art of like using pewter without making it obvious that you're superhuman. Yeah, that's true. Which seems pretty important potentially. Yeah. Um, now, uh, also before we actually get to that mission part, there was something that really ju- jumped out to me. Um, Is
0: that the thing about Breeze?
1: Yeah, so... That was a bit crazy to me. Kelsey wants to send Breeze to take over the army for a bit. The army that he just put Eden back yeah. in charge of.
0: Well, he does say in a couple of months, I think. That's true, he does. Like, hes he wants Eden to get used to it, and then to bring Eden back. Mm. And then to have... I'd say Breeze just be running
1: things until it's time to... Set everything into motion. Yeah, but, I mean, this this jumps out to me so much because... We were so kind of impressed by Kelsier putting Eden in charge in the first place. We were like, okay, this is a move that's, you know, it's, it's strengthening Eden's hold. Maybe this shows that he isn't going to betray Eden. Uh, and now we got this, which is go- going the other way. The weird thing to me is, I know, I'd say it's just
0: because Breeze is Breeze, but he's just so slimy, and the idea of him being a general i mean he he thinks it's ludicrous, but to me it's like, and I know I'm not part of the gang, but I guess reading it, and you feel like you know the characters to some some extent, it's just Breeze is just the least trustworthy person
1: he is so and I know Kelsey's he's, he, argument here is that he wants to just is that he needs Eden back here to do to use his his contacts, yeah, which I guess could be true um. But yeah, Breeze... I mean, the only thing Breeze does is, I guess, brainwash people, right? Yeah. Like... To great effect. So what... Like, he's not going to be training them to be better like Ham was. He's going to be, I guess, making them more loyal?
0: Perhaps getting them motivated when when the time comes. Yeah. Stopping them from, I don't know, chickening out.
1: Mm. Now, in any case, uh, as we'll we'll get to, this may not end up happening, but the fact that Kelsey is pushing for this definitely undermines our confidence in him
0: yeah and also i think this unease is really reinforced uh, with a later conversation in the chapter about how stable people think Kelsier is yeah
1: and i do want to say like this is not us right this is something that the text is telling us like other characters are thinking these things yeah
0: so it kind of just reaffirms like how we feel about this
1: Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm not even sure I do think Kelsier is going to do anything like this. I think it's maybe probably a red herring. I don't know. I mean, I've at least been
0: making, talking about it, I think, throughout the book, how I'm not sure if I trust Kelsier.
1: Yeah, but, like, I mean, we've been... Maybe it's just that we've been reading this over a longer time period than a person would if they were just sitting down reading the book cover to cover.
0: Yeah, and they've read it in a couple Um, of weeks But it feels
1: like this has been foreshadowed... And more than foreshadowed, for so long it's been actually dis- discussed by the characters so so much that for it to actually happen it just, it doesn't feel like it would be as much of a twist now, you know what I mean?
0: Well, I don't know. Would it not still be a twist? I mean, we're not confident in him. But like, it's not like we really expect him to do anything super crazy. Mm. Like, what's... We're uneasy about what he's gonna do, but it's not like we think he's gonna... Really overthrow the entire empire and take it for himself. Or I something.
1: mean, he might. That's we've been talking about that as, as a possibility, and it is a possibility. Now, so what? What I'm thinking is like maybe it's actually going to be something else that's going to happen. Like if there's if there is a twist coming at the end of this book, then which I feel like there is. There's some stuff that would come more out of left field, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, there's already
0: been a twist in this chapter. That
1: <laughs> well, yeah, but well, well, actually, yeah. Well, I guess I guess maybe I'll save more. Discussion of uh, what's what's coming for that, but well, the first thought that's sprung to my head for a twist that could be coming is uh, maybe the revolution succeeds and Eden turns on the group. You know,
0: you think that's what's going on?
1: I, it, that's just you know, I was I was just literally thinking like. So, what are some other twists that could happen? That would be one. I'm not. Obviously, the little Ruler could just smash the entire rebellion. I'm that not going to deny twist. that
0: I, I I feel like something's going on, and I'm not sure whether it's Eden or Kelsier or what's happening. I mean, it's in my notes. I don't I don't know who's pulling the strings anymore.
1: I mean, a really wild twist would be something like, oh, Breeze takes over. You know, he he's he's the guy who's all about manipulation. Maybe he becomes the new king, and he, <laughs> you know, sends his armies after. You know, like I'm not saying that's going to happen, but. There are other things that could happen that the story hasn't drawn our attention to as much as Kelsier goes bad, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think it might be because we've been thinking about it so much more than someone might who's just reading it, but... Kelsier going bad is such a wild idea, but it also seems very foreshadowed, and it's it's hard to know to what extent we even expect him to go bad. Like, is he gonna rip them off? Is he gonna like? Is he gonna try to become king? Is he gonna
1: go on some crazy killing spree? What's gonna happen? Yeah, we don't we don't know. Now, now the one big advantage of Kelsier going bad will be, as I've talked about before, the fact that we've seen his perspective. I think makes him a more effective villain. You know, like we've seen some of the Lord Ruler's perspective, but we still don't really have a great sense of how he got from there to here. So, yeah. Uh, Whereas with Kelsier. We know what his deal is so if he became the villain of the story you know we've got a really good sense of of who he is in that conflict yeah what's something kind of weird is the knowledge while
0: reading this book and it's got such tension built up now and there's a third of it left and it really seems like the climax is going to come and everything's going to be resolved what's not going to be resolved at the end of this book because this is a trilogy
1: yeah, I mean, there's, like, potential for some magic stuff, but yeah, it, I mean, well... <laughs> like, what, it's hard to know what where
0: the direction's gonna go for the end of this book, knowing there's a trilogy?
1: Yeah, so, er, very early on in this book, I predicted, I think, or we predicted together, that... I, I'm, I, I know I've seen this on the prediction sheet, I can't actually remember at this point how much this was a mutual thing or not, but we were predicting that, basically, the job is gonna go sideways, and they're gonna lose... Uh, Not so hard that they actually all died, but that, you know, it's going to be continuing the fight fight against the Lord Ruler throughout the trilogy. Yeah. Um, And maybe he'll die at the end of, like, the third book or something.
0: I remember early on, I mean, this was, I'd say, fairly early on, when we had some pretty wild predictions going out there, that I predicted that the Lord Ruler would die at the end of this, or be banished, or something would happen to the Lord Ruler at the end that would stop him from being the main baddie.
1: Mm. or stop it looking
0: Mm. like he'd be the main baddie.
1: That's true, yeah. Now, I think
0: the way I phrased it allowed some room for him to still be the main bad guy at the very end. Like, he could come back. Yeah, I could see a scenario where... During the whole second book, it might look like he's gone.
1: Yeah, I could see a scenario where, like, they overthrow him, but aren't able to kill him. So he's, like, off in the wilderness or whatever, regaining his strength. Yeah. Um... Like like a, a Lord Voldemort type thing. Yeah, at this point, honestly, we're getting so far into things, like, Kelsier still hasn't figured out this whole 11th Metal
0: deal, right? He doesn't even know how to use it from as far as we can tell. And there's this onion-layer secret thing going on with Kelsier's plans. And is this coming to fruition now? We don't know. Like, what's what's going on?
1: Yeah, I I don't think this is Kelsier's plan. We'll, 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 again, we'll, I, we'll try and hold off talking about the end of this chapter until we get there. But, uh, <laughs> the, there's gonna be some stuff to talk about with that. Yeah, so,
0: speaking of getting there, uh, there's a, a chapter break, and now Vin and Ham are walking through Dell, going to visit the garrison headquarters or something.
1: Yeah, um, so Vin is back in her urchin getup. Yeah. And, uh, and this is freaking her out a bit, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, Because now she's in disguise as herself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that... Yeah,
0: actually. That's kind of... Now you've kind of freaked me out. I hadn't even thought of it like that. But, yeah, I suppose you're right. I mean, she's talked about this kind of... uh, Not split personality, but kind of split personality thing. Where she's... Or maybe double identity? Or... I don't even know. Well, she spent
1: a long time in the... the the Lady Villette persona.
0: Yeah. Um, that she doesn't... She
1: doesn't really know who she is? Is that is that too drastic? Yeah. I, I mean, mean she, she literally, she goes, uh, Who then was she really? Vin the Urchin? Villette the Lady? Neither. Did any of her friends really know her? Did she even really know herself? I mean, there's also... There's almost a third Vin, which is Mistborn Vin.
0: That's true. There's Mistborn Vin. There's orphaned... Urchin Vin who fought for her life with her brother and got then got abandoned. Mm. Then there's the Mistborn Vin who wants to learn the ways of magic and
1: overthrow the Empire. And what's particularly interesting to me is when she's with the others, she's not necessarily in any of those personas, but often she's, it seems like she is somewhat like her, in Lady Valette mode a bit, especially when she's with like Lord Reno or just her like him and kelsier in that kind of like yeah definitely she it seems, I kind of get the impression she hasn't fully I mean I guess as we see here she doesn't even have a herself to go back to really right yeah like at, at the beginning you know she was the urchin like that was who she was um but then she went into she she went into wearing like robes and dresses and stuff you know, and living in a castle full time. Maybe not a castle. I can't remember. What, I can't remember what kind of building she's actually living in. Some manor, kind of like manor
0: house. Yeah, manor house. That's how I would describe it.
1: Yeah, like she's been living in a mansion on with silk sheets. I assume. I, again, I, I'm not sure that's literally. That's probably specifically is true. Actually, she probably has silk sheets. But you know, she's been living the high life as a noble, and like, yeah, she drops. She like has elements of her mission that she's discussing with people. That but she's still doesn't... living the high life, but yeah, she still is actually living as a noble, and like this is this is a, th- a thread that's been going on throughout the book. But I think this is the first time really that I sunk home for me. You know, yeah, that like yeah, she really has kind of lost track of her identity.
0: Yeah, she's definitely been kind of having minor identity crises throughout the book, but this is I think the first time she's really gone back to. How she was before, and it's both natural to her and really freaking her out at the same time. Mm. But she really doesn't know where she stands anymore.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, she's realizing that now she's not that person. She can still put on that costume. She can still activate those behaviors, but she's not... It's not her default anymore. Yeah. It's, it's become another costume. Um... So anyway, I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Um
0: yeah, The question is, who is Vin really?
1: Yeah. Um, and I think this. Vin's never really been my favorite character, but I think she is definitely. This this is probably making me like her a lot more as a character.
0: She's certainly becoming a lot more interesting.
1: Yeah, I think she's she's real like at this point, like I've, honestly, this chapter maybe makes me think she's maybe my favorite character. Like not counting like Ham, who's a very minor character. <sighs>
0: Ham oh Ham Ham is actually Ham I liked a lot more in this chapter than I would usually that's true he doesn't
1: actually do much philosophizing
0: yeah um well not even that I think we just get to learn a bit more about him um there's there's a what we're about to get to is a little talk about his family and everything and I think that was really nice and interesting kind of the same the same vibes that I got when we got that little bit more about Dachshund you know, just building up these smaller characters is a lot more interesting yeah. than have always having such a such an intense focus on the main characters.
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just talk about like random stuff that they say during this conversation.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> they, they talk
1: for a, a good while about uh, pewter Mistburn stuff. Uh, apparently, the 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 term for this is pewter arms among nobility. Because, which I guess makes sense, because they wouldn't be calling themselves thugs. Yeah. Um.
0: um. And obviously, he talks a little bit about how one thug is the equivalent in strength to maybe six men or so. Mm. And they're basically like super soldiers. Um, I don't know if they're quite Captain America level, but certainly that kind of Direction,
1: anyway. Yeah. Um, at one point, this Vince starts thinking again about the is Kelsey going to take over thing. Uh, and she brings up uh, the Lord Ruler hadn't always been a tyrant. He'd been a good man. Which is what we got her there. Yeah. In the snippet. It's funny. I'm not totally sure that's true. Like, he definitely presents himself as a good person in his narration. But, like, we haven't actually seen him do anything good, right? We haven't seen him do anything bad, either. That's the thing. No.
0: He's either deluded or just a regular guy who has been thrust with a lot of power. Sure. So, like, in his own writings, it's either ramblings about his own self-righteousness, but that's not really how it comes off.
1: Well, yeah, that's true. He's funny. He does... He is concerned about his own morality. You know, he is concerned that he might become a bad person. Yeah. But we have no real grasp beyond that basic level of, you know, he's not a complete psychopath. That he feels these concerns. We don't actually know what he's like, really. Yeah. Like, like... You can't imagine having a conversation with the Lord Ruler Based on just what we know, you know I have no idea what he would say All we know is the kind of things he writes in his diary About himself, you know
0: Yeah, about his travels More about his travels than about him Uh Yeah I really can't wait until we actually meet the Lord Ruler at this point Which I feel is coming In maybe part four Um (laughs) which Which we're getting close to now um, yeah, so she brings up some of these concerns about Kelsier to Ham. I'm not sure if she goes into the deeper side of what's he gonna do, really, but she certainly you know says,
1: well the the concern Vin brings up is that Kelsier seems too uh ferociously against the nobility that he wa- seems like he wants to wipe them out, yeah. Um, and Ham, Ham brings up his own concerns, which we saw previously, um, about Kelsier building up, like, the cult of Kelsier in the 11th medal. But, he also says, Breeze, Ducks and I have already talked about this. We're going to confront Kel, see if we can rein him in a bit. He means well, but he can, has a tendency to go a bit overboard. This, uh, well, this stands out to me as potentially... Like, if Kelsier's going to turn, that could be the moment. You know? If, they're, if they've been planning out this intervention and yeah. he sees it as, like, a betrayal... What's 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 funny is we actually saw
0: Doxin, I think, trying to instigate that intervention earlier. He says earlier in the chapter to Kelsier something about talking to him about the 11th metal business. And I, I thought... I, I didn't think much of it when, when he said it, but
1: think i missed that too yeah
0: um when i
1: I missed that entirely actually
0: when we get to the bit where where they're talking walking along the street uh it it kind of hit me that oh that that's what that was Uh, i don't know if it was dachshund or breeze or ham to be honest but i remember one of them said early in the chapter to Kelsier, you know i i'm not sure how i feel about all this 11th metal business and Kelsier just brushes it off and is like yeah yeah we can talk about that later um, and it seems like that would be the intervention moment mm-hmm. um yeah, it's interesting though, the idea of where Kelsier may go, I mean, I think we've talked about it so much already,
1: yeah, actually it's funny I, i'm I'm going back rereading the the conversation now, trying to trying to catch this bit. We skipped over there's a whole bit where they're bantering about money and damaging their clothes, that kind of thing uh. Because Vin wrecked her dress... And Ham has torn the sleeves off his... General's uniform. Um... Again, this, this kind of reminds me of... A vibe that I've had... For quite a while now. And I think I've brought this up before. Where, like... This group... Of Mistings and Mistborn... They live like nobility. They are nobility. Really, right? Like... In this world, nobles are... Bloodlines that have... This power. And these guys... Yeah, they're not like officially recognized as nobility, except in the sense that they're pretending to be nobles. But they have noble blood. Yeah, they have. They have. They have, not only have noble blood, but they've leveraged that power in their noble blood to become nobility again. And it just, it's, it's a parallel that I, I feel like the story hasn't really called out explicitly. But like, like these, these are these are our, our band of heroes trying to overthrow the old order, but they've already, within their own organization, recreated it. Like, you don't see any, they haven't got any scow on their team, have they? Like, the scow are the soldiers living in the cave.
0: Well, there's Dachshund.
1: Okay, Dachshund, does Doxin yeah, you're right, Doxin's not a misborn, actually, is he?
0: No, he's not. He's, he's a plantation scow.
1: Yeah, okay, that's true, but <laughs> even so, like, he's the only one without any powers. And I think you're right. He doesn't have any noble blood. I'd forgotten that. Um, but st- I still feel like you know, there's some nobles that are regular people. Quite honestly, it's, a lot of them are. This little circle that they've got going is living like the nobles of the rebellion. Um, yeah, I, I can't seem to find this section on where where they where someone complains about the eleventh medal. I'm afraid. It's just it's literally like one throwaway line. Yeah, it's just, it's just one line. So I'm, I'm I'm flicking too fast to find it. I guess. But Regardless, yeah I, I, This is definitely Clearly something That's going to come up And It seems like it's maybe Going to be a bit of a, a crisis point In the story Yeah Maybe Maybe not Who knows
0: That that that's... It
1: could just end up being You know Just a conversation And nothing much comes of it But yeah I mean I think
0: That's something We've talked about a lot We don't really know What's going on, What's going to happen now This is the bit where It's all Starting to Come Become a bit Confusing As to where It's going to go Story-wise,
1: yeah, I would be interested to see, like, a Kelsier versus the team fight. That would be a cool moment. Yeah. Um.
0: The the, the, the apprentice versus the master scene. Yeah. The fight scene, but Although, like, except in this one, the master is the bad guy, which is kind of unusual. Actually, well, is no, it? I, I mean, don't know.
1: well, I I was assuming Vin wasn't there, so like, oh, Kelsier versus all the mystics so like together combined they have all his powers you know what I mean yeah actually that's they're better individually but that like that that's a very sort of balanced fight so if if this intervention goes badly enough that it turns into a fight that could be a really interesting fight um obviously (laughs) pretty high stakes considering we like both sides um but again nothing may come of this we don't actually know uh, I still I still think I'm actually I'm going to make that a prediction, though, because it seems almost suspicious how good of a, a fight that could be, you know? Yeah. Like, the fact that, that the, the team that's going to, to intervene against Kelser has, like, exactly his powers combined, but obviously the individuals don't, so, like, you know, like, which way does that shake out? I, I, I genuinely don't know. I mean, besides the fact that Presumably, if it comes down to a fight, Kelsier will win, because he's the more important character. Um, But the question would be,
0: does he kill anyone?
1: Yeah, well, think about it this way. Like, if Kelsier is burning pewter, he is durable. If Ham is burning pewter, everybody else on the team doesn't become durable. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Um, That's an interesting point about something, something Ham says later in the chapter is, we're all friends, but when it comes to fighting for our own sides... We won't hesitate to kill each other.
1: That's true, yeah. This whole chapter... Now, he wasn't talking about This whole second half, yeah, is about...
0: In that scene, he was talking about the garrison and his friends there. But that's a... It could be foreshadowing, even.
1: Mm, Yeah. Uh, Because he... Because uh, we haven't explicitly said this, but yes, the mission is... He's going down to the garrison where he has a bunch of mates. They don't know he's a misting, but... They just know him as a guy who's a really good fighter... Better than in fact uh, <laughs> he really is because he's cheating. Um.
0: He was Dachsen. Who brings up the eleventh medal? I found it. Ah. Um, it's just he says we need to talk about that. By the way, Cal, I'm not sure if I like all this mysticism about you and the eleventh medal. We can discuss it later, Kelsier said. Hmm. So it's it's very throwaway, but I think that is just chapter that's that's especially
1: that. interesting dachund didn't come with them to the to the cave, did he no,
0: no, he didn't so
1: this is something that's been it's not limited to the i mean Kelsey took it a, a, a step further in the caves, but this is already a thing that's been
0: they're all kind of thinking it yeah and they've obviously they've had this chat i guess while Vin was at the party. Or maybe they had it before I don't know. I
1: think Ham actually... Did Ham... Because
0: act... Ham says they've talked about it before.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. So Ham was there drinking with the others when Finn got back. So maybe, yeah, They yeah. ta- maybe that's when they talked about it. Is
0: this when they talked about it? For all we know, we could have talked about it even before that because there was a lot of this going on before he left to be general.
1: Yeah, actually, I'd forgotten that they were already hanging out. So it, it is actually possible that they talked and have filled them in on what Kelso did. Yeah, and they've, um, they've, they've maybe started to get a little bit concerned. Yeah. Well, so. they have
0: started to get a little bit concerned.
1: Um, so, before we get to the actual meat of this scene, there are two little things that I just wanted to bring up very quickly. Uh, one is, she sees children scrubbing mist-grown lichen uh, off the walls. Uh, that just sort of stood out to me as, like, is that a thing that lichen grows from mist? <laughs> just, that seems a little weird, because, like, like, mist is such a big thing in this book that any mention of it is going to jump out to me, I guess. But, like, what is what does it mean for her to say that it's mist grow? Like, I guess I guess it grows outdoors, because there's mist everywhere every night, right? Yeah. Uh, um, like, how how do people even know that it grows because of the mist, I guess, because it's outdoors? Maybe. Um, I don't know. Just Just a little weird to me. I don't know... Like, in in real life, i just sort of grows on stuff, but I don't think it has anything to do with mist, right? Does it? Maybe Damp? I don't know. Um, The other thing was... uh, She sees Ska queuing up to be allowed to work outside the city, and uh, there's another talk about the food tokens, which haven't come up in quite a while. Yep. um, It is is funny. Like, yeah, it's easy to forget that that weird system exists. Like the if, I, if we if we know a bit more about it now because we know that the Lord Ruler theoretically owns all ska. So I guess what's happening there is that like the Lord Ruler Is the Lord Ruler organizing that? I don't actually know. Like the the Ska in the city we know aren't paid. They're given food tokens by nobles in exchange for work, and then those are given to like soup kitchens. Yeah. Uh so it's
0: like Actually, the last time they were brought up was the last chapter where Vin went off to focus with.
1: Yeah, that's true. With, with, with Breeze. With Breeze, yeah. Um. Um. So, like, is what's happening there actually that the Lord Ruler, like, says to some noble, you know, not not in person, but you know, his representative, say to some noble, yeah, you can use the scaf for five hours of work. Here are the food tokens for that amount of work, and then they give them to the SCAD and, like, uh, and, then, and then I guess at some point the Lord Ruler pays the food kitchens? I don't actually remember how the how the food kitchens get paid in this scenario. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I might go back and look at that on my own time. Um, but anyway, this is just a, a system that, that's interesting to me because it's not normal, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. All the scan in the city are basically slaves but they're wage slaves so it Whoa. kind of averages out into in, almost seeming normal even though it's Not quite. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess. Like, do they trade food tokens among themselves? And at that point, at what point do they just become currency? I guess. I guess they only get enough food tokens for one day's meal.
0: For one meal, not even a day's meal. I don't think.
1: Well, no. They they must be given enough for at least a day's food because otherwise, they would have. Like, where where would they get the money to pay for the rest of the food? I mean, if you work all day. And you're given one meal.
0: I mean, it sounded last time when, um, in Breeze's chapter, like they were paid enough for the meal then and there, and then they would go up, they would give in their token, they'd get
1: that meal. Mate, well, actually, this, this says, but this says, no work, but no food tokens for his family. So they're given enough, actually, for their whole family, it sounds like. Maybe there's, like, different
0: types of food tokens... Like there's the ones that you get for your lunch break and the ones you get for your family.
1: Maybe I've been imagining them as more. Do you know? Have you heard the word fungible? Or fungible? I'm not actually totally clear how you pronounce that since I only see it written down.
0: I haven't heard it, but it's a funny uh, word. Well,
1: it's it, it's becoming it's become a, a more widespread phrase recently with the uh, the rise of uh, non-fungible tokens, which is an NFT thing. It's a cryptocurrency thing. Right. We don't need to get into. But uh, it just fungible just means that like every instance of the thing is interchangeable. So, um, currency is is the main example. Currency is fungible. If you don't, you've got two dollar bills or two euro coins or whatever, you don't care about either of them more or less, you know? You can go up to someone and say, like, I'll give you six euros for that five euro bill you've got there. They'll look at you like you're insane, right? Yeah. Because that's not how money works. (laughs) Um, Whereas, obviously, something like, you know, most things are not as fungible, you know? The the individual one you have matters. Yeah. Like if you you would never go up to someone and say, "Oh yeah, you want to swap cars?" Like no, my car is customized to the type of car that I want. <laughs> like maybe if they had a really good car, you might consider it. But you'd have to want to see the specific car that they have, right? Yeah. You're not You're not going to like a car dealer and going, "Yeah, hey, I'll give you this car. Give me five. And ex- can you give me change? Break this car for me?" <laughs> I don't know. It, I'm maybe not explain this very well, but um. My point, get, my, yeah, my point here is that I imagine the food tokens being quite fungible in that one token equals one meal, but it doesn't matter like which soup kitchen you go to, it doesn't matter what. Like Maybe you could go there at breakfast or dinner or lunch, you know? Yeah, like, you know. get a stack of them and then you can share them out with your family you can do whatever with them. That's how I imagine them. Rather than, this is the token for lunch today. You know? And then you go and get your lunch today at the nearest soup kitchen. And you can't save... I, I imagine that you would be able to, like, save them up, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure, really. I hadn't thought about it in as much detail as perhaps you had. Or even just have thought of right here on the spot. I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll admit, I hadn't really thought about the system in much detail. I'm, I am kind of just saying what I assumed.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm saying I'm not even sure if I'd really assumed anything, because they, they've they been talked about so little in such a long time. I I, I don't really have money, thoughts on them. Mm -hmm. The next interesting thing I would say in this chapter is, Ham talks about his family for a little bit, um, but maybe you have something before
1: that. Yeah, just before that, I forgot to highlight this, but looking at it now, it seems relevant. So, Ham talks about how he's befriended this garrison, and he says, I'm not like Breeze or Kelth, then. I can't put on faces and pretend. I'm just who I am. Uh, So... He doesn't tell them everything about himself, but he presents himself... He just acts like normal, is what, is what he's saying. He doesn't tell them he's a misting, but they know that he is a Ska, who's a bit of a criminal, you know?
0: And he's very skilled. Yeah,
1: that he's a good fighter. Like, they know who he is, they just don't know everything about who he is. Just yeah. a very different approach.
0: Clearly they think of him more highly than just a good fighter. I mean, he, it, later in this chapter, he gets. they think of him so highly that a, a captain offers him his own squad. If you if you'll take a job right here and now,
1: Mm, yeah, they they offer which, I was going to say they offer to make him an officer, but actually I'm not sure that's technically true. But I think that's exactly what he says. Approximately true. I think technically he might not be considered an officer because I think there's some distinctions there. But um, it's it in a society like this, I wouldn't be surprised if an officer specifically has to be a noble actually. But he would be like
0: I think he literally says I'll make you an officer right now. Oh, maybe he does. You your own squad. I mean the the other thing is of course the army system can work however Randon Sanderson wants it to work. In theory he doesn't have to put that much research into it as long yeah, as it's no, I'm, I'm, similar to the I'm just, just thinking you know, that like arms. but like in,
1: in real life armies, um, you'll usually have a distinction between enlisted men and officers who are like people who've gone to college and go in from the top. You yeah, know, and you well, can you can work your way up but and you can eventually get an officer's commission some often and then become an officer. But traditionally like they would get the nobility and they would become they would go in as officers and then you'd have, you know, the common folk. Well, I can read which, out I can read but, out. But does quote. it
0: specifically say they'll make him an officer? We could really use a man of your skill. I'll make you an officer right off. Give you your own squad.
1: Okay, well so that's uh I mean that may just be that the society doesn't have that same convention of distinguishing
0: yeah
1: <laughs> uh officers versus
0: enlisted, but yeah, when it comes to when it comes to fantasy armies, as long as it sounds real enough to most people it'll it'll pay off without yeah. it being following the exact rules I mean there's there's no
1: particular reason why the society has to have that as a thing yeah uh, I just yeah. I just wasn't sure if they'd actually use the word officer because uh, but yeah that's interesting all the same um I mean I mean we've seen like this is what this is exactly what Kelsey's using it for you know he is a leader he's not just he's not just good at fighting as well yeah he's good at tactical
0: stuff as well. Um, So, Ham talks a little bit about his family, and might not be particularly interesting, but I I just like the idea of him getting fleshed out a little bit. He talks about how he has a wife who's a seamstress, and he has children, in a city that's not Luthadel, and he hasn't even told Kelsier what uh, what town they live in, because he doesn't want, um, the Inquisitors to be able to track down his family, mm. uh, which he explains to Vin they will do. If, if the Inquisitors killed him, they would make sure to go find and kill his children as well, because they would have his blood, which would lead them to be potential... Mistborns, or mm. not Misborns? um... Mistings. Mistings. Well, I suppose they could be Misborns.
1: That's true. We we still don't really have a great sense of how the genetics of this works. Yeah, I, I... Like, will his kids specifically be... Thugs? Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um, and he also talks about how... Um, you know, people like him, thugs, get paid pretty well, and that when he builds up enough money, he will just take his family away from the central dominance... And live just well, I guess. Yeah. Um, which hopefully would be made easier if they win. But even if they don't, that is an option for him, Mm. because he's built up a good amount of money. It sounds like from his previous jobs.
1: Yeah, and his family are living at like the top of the sky ladder in some town. Yeah, the same way,
0: I suppose, clubs is portrayed, even though, obviously, mm, yeah. clubs is also a misting. People don't know that. Mm, he's but just, like a
1: respected tradesman, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and I just, I liked I liked him getting that bit fleshed out a bit before they arrive
1: at the garrison headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, outside, they start talking about, well, first they talk a bit about, uh, well, we've already kind of covered the fact that you know, these are these people are his friends, but he's still willing to kill them in battle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he, he brings up, you know, like me, they're just trying to get their kids a better life, but they've joined the wrong side in order to do it. Yep. Uh, and then he starts giving Vin some pewter tips.
0: Which, I'll be honest, I didn't think were anything, you know, wouldn't take it. Like, I would have thought most of these tips were obvious enough but he's really saying that uh, there's not much to explain you'll just have to watch me fight and burn yeah the one goodness I can't remember whichever metal it is that allows you to tell when is being used
1: oh yeah um that's freaking um bronze I think
0: yeah bronze
1: because that's what um that's what Marsh uses
0: yeah uh you know he's saying the real way to tell how to use this in a in a kind of more applicable pl- pl- sense, to fighting is to watch me fight and know when I'm using Alamancy. which is really what he hopes to be able to do here. But he actually finds out something completely different when he gets there.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah. So um, there was I did highlight one of Hams tips here, just because it tells us a little bit more about how, how it works. And that's um, you'll run out of metals eventually and when you do, the fatigue could kill you. So... I think this has already been touched on by Kelsier, actually. A little bit. We, like, we know, we've, we've heard of you can burn pewter to push past injuries. Yeah. But it seems like it also lets you push past tiredness. He's specifically talking about um, uh, a man with enough pewter can keep fighting at near peak efficiency for hours, but (laughs) you know, you will run out.
0: And when you do, you might die.
1: Yeah, so that's just another sort of interesting uh, quirk of of pewter, but doesn't really. He he also talks more about again stuff we knew, like the fact that it helps you with your balance. Um, It's not just strength.
0: Yeah, like, it, it does turn you into kind of a super soldier, like I said. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why they come at such a high pay, I guess. Uh,
1: but when they arrive, um, Ham gets the pitch that we mentioned, where he the guy tries to recruit him. Yeah, so uh, Vin isn't supposed to be part of this conversation, she's listening in with Tin. Just much like we were pointing out someone could easily have been doing to her at the party. Yes,
0: goodness gracious me, that was frustrating. Um, you know, when she was talking to Lend about all these different thoughts.
1: Yeah, and illegal things.
0: I think that might have been what we both called out as our least favourite part of that chapter. It was, yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so he's talking to his captain friend um, because his request to spar has been kind of denied. Because it's just not the day for sparring
1: yeah and in fact the whole garrison is mobilizing yeah um to move out and assist someone uh yeah, yeah. Assist a, a, a. we may as well just say it. um we just got word an army of scout rebels appeared and attacked the whole step garrison to the north uh <laughs> it seems like they
0: came out of the caves around there i think
1: yeah maybe not word for um, word but that's
0: basically what he says
1: yeah, that, 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 that's literally, he says, that, um, Ham is like, what? Uh, he says, they must have come from the caves up there. Uh, last word was, the whole step of fortifications are holding, but Ham, they are only a thousand men strong, they need reinforcements. Uh, yeah, this is Uh-oh. troubling. <laughs> so, what do we think happened here?
0: Yeah, well, I'll be honest, I literally just wrote down Yidin or Cal. Hmm, I mean, this is where I don't. I honestly don't think it's Kelsier. I don't see how it could be, right? But at the same time, he did only leave a couple of weeks ago. Why would he have set it in motion just after he left? That that that's what would be kind of weird. To I me. guess
1: it's conceivable. No, I I really don't know. Like, okay, so the only way I could see it being Kelsier is maybe he somehow talked to someone in the army into doing this like overthrowing Eden and leading this this mission
0: unless he's in it wishing. which he
1: well I suppose that's possible actually but um well, what, what I was thinking was uh like he, so he's he, he leaves so it's deniable that he was involved and I guess the only reason I could see him doing this would be that he's deliberately doing this early so that the rebellion will lose but they'll serve as a distraction while he you know robs the ruler or whatever yeah um, I don't... Like, I guess maybe he's the... The only way he could. I could see that happening would be, like, if he has decided he doesn't want the Rebellion to win or whatever. I don't really see why that would be the case, to be honest. Yeah. So I, I really don't think this is Kelsier. Yeah, but the thing is, why
0: would it be Eden? That's the real question. Has Eden gone in there and he's so bad at being a general, he's like, yeah, we're totally ready for this. I mean... But then he would yeah, have that... to have not been coordinating with the others, which would have been a mistake. I
1: honestly think Eden is just an idiot, like... That's, that seems like the most likely scenario. Like Eden has been, for so long, the leader of the Rebellion, hanging out and leading like very minor missions. And he goes, okay, well, we'll do a little bit of raiding, like like I used to do with my guys. But he takes a bunch of people and it becomes a huge deal and ends up as this protracted siege that's causing a huge problem. And, and you know, <laughs> now everyone knows where the army is. Yeah. Maybe he justified it as like, you know, oh, we gotta, you know, we gotta give give them some real opponents to fight, or they won't be properly trained, or something like that. Like, that's the next, maybe he justified that as the next stage of their training. Whatever's going on it's pretty dumb. Yeah, it's not good. I, I, I think that's gotta be it, right? That's gotta be what happened, because I can't think what else it could be, really. Yeah, I really, I don't know. Like, I guess...
0: Unless this is all part of Breeze's secret plan... To have everything get messed up. I mean, all the time, Ham was up there. Breeze could have been manipulating Eden and saying, "You might get your shot, and when you do, you gotta take it.
1: You gotta do this." Sure, but like, what would Breeze gain from that? Like, if, if even I'm if I'm just kind of messing even, to be honest. But what I'm saying is like, like, the thing is, no matter who it is, everyone involved benefits from the rebellion winning. Even if they're pl- even if they're a bad guy who's planning to turn on them at some point they would still want the Rebellion to get into a good position first, you know? Yeah. Like, unless they're literally working for the Lord Ruler.
0: Which someone might be.
1: But if they're working for the Lord Ruler, you could just tell them where they are.
0: But they've already talked about how flushing them out of the caves is
1: true, actually, virtually yeah. impossible, so I getting guess, them out
0: into the open
1: I guess that's true. could be the I only way to that. actually get them. Yeah, okay, that's true. If there's, a, I suppose it's conceivable... That this was a way to get everybody out of the caves. So and that if they you think rushed. about it,
0: someone in the group, there's still the possibility that someone in the group sold them out last time, and maybe it's happening Ooh, again. That's a good point. I'd forgotten that. Yeah. You know, I'm. I mean, we both kind of hate on Breeze sometimes, but it could have been. It could Breeze would be the most likely person, right? Well,
1: Breeze would be the. The one who could manipulate Eden into pulling something like this, I like, guess, Yeah, yeah
0: Breeze, Breeze could have literally... I mean, I was saying that as a joke a minute ago, but what if that's really what he was doing? You know, you got to take your shot now. This yeah. is the best time. Um, or even, you know, get them out there for some practice. Do this, do that. And then all the time he's telling the Lord Ruler that when this happens, you know, this would be the time to flush out the Ska' Rebellion.
1: Yeah, I suppose... <laughs> Another So this is something we haven't losing battle brought up, but theoretically, the Lord Ruler. We think we assume that he's something along the lines of a Mistborn or like a Super Mistborn. Yeah, so he would have. The same powers, right? <laughs> he would also be able to. To pull that kind of mind whammy.
0: Yeah, definitely, and he's had a thousand years to get as good, as breeze at it.
1: Um, I, I mean, I don't, like, could the Lord Ruler just have walked in there and done this? You what, know? Like walked there's, in we, among the army? Yeah, like, there's, there's rumors, we know that there's been rumors flying around about this army building up, right? Yeah. So, like, in principle, it's not impossible the Lord Ruler heard about this and was like, okay, I'm gonna go in there. Or he could send, he could send a, I guess, an Inquisitor, right? Like, one of those steel Inquisitor guys that we haven't really seen in a while, but... Again, they seem to be misborn. so we haven't explicitly heard of them using that power, but presumably they can if they can do everything else. Yeah. So, like, one of them could, like, sneak in and just riot someone at the right time or something like that, maybe?
0: Send them out and then...
1: Or, you know, maybe, maybe they could have, like, one random scat who's in the army is on their side. And then use that to manipulate him? Yeah. I mean I I it does seem weird to imagine a little ruler personally going in. Just being uh, like it does seem a little bit sp- like overkill, but certainly I feel like he could send a steel inquisitor in, right?
0: Yeah, or a mistborn that works for him. I mean he has his own Mistborn. Theoretically he has like a little mini army of That's mistborn. true,
1: presumably, yeah.
0: The uh, they have a name, I can't remember it.
1: Um, The only reason I would say the Lord Ruler is because, you know, this would be somewhat tricky to do with just what we've seen of, you know, soothing and writing. Um, Because those can't, like, directly introduce an idea into someone's heads. Yeah. Um, And they couldn't, like, overcome... You know, like, if the Lord Ruler just showed up and said to someone, do this thing, no amount of of mind whammy is going to make them actually do it, right? If it's such a major... Self destructive act is this. Right. But if it was the Lord Ruler, maybe he actually could make them do it. You know, like if, if some stealing Quizzer shows up and is like, in their evil voice, I think you should probably take them out for a, an exercise out by that town. That seems like it would be a good way to train them, then, you know, nobody's going to look at their horrifying monster face and be like, you know, you might have a point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, but of course, he could have planted in multiple Mistborn to ride everyone at once during, I don't know, lunch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could you could maybe, you know, hang around hang around, in disguise or, like, I don't know, clean to the ceiling or whatever and then wait for someone else to say something along these lines and then hit everyone with the mind lammies to make them agree with them. But... Um Potentially, if the Lord Ruler can do, I suppose it would be. It's it's weird, right? Because like we haven't really seen the. We don't. We still know so little about the Lord Ruler, but it feels to me like it would be kind of out of nowhere for the Lord Ruler to show up and use a power we've never seen him use. Yeah. Even though
0: we haven't seen him use any power. Even though
1: it's a logical extrapolation of what we kind of assume that he can do.
0: Yes. Um. Yeah, so it does seem like it's Eden, from the like couple sentences we've gotten about what's happened. It just seems like the type of unorganized thing Eden could pull.
1: Yeah, I think that seems most likely. But
0: even then, there's the question of why would the men go with him now? Even uh, they know the plan. They know well, part of the plan. He was
1: left in charge. Plus, like I was saying, it might have been intended as some more along the lines of a training exercise. You know, like how a, a... many people would really be willing to go on a training exercise that involves attacking the garrison? Well but it was just a small outpost plus like we don't know maybe they just figured they could win you know <laughs> yeah maybe but I don't know like if, if they if they figured you know yeah we'll 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 destroy this place we'll kill everyone there like that's still stupid but if they had killed everyone and gotten away and gone back to their cave you know I guess they could figure no one knows what cave we're in like they'll know something happened but they won't know what happened yeah, like, well, I mean Kelsier. Kelsier just killed everyone in a matter that time. Remember that? Oh yeah.
0: Which also begs the question of if the Lord Ruler went in and he was among them, would he not just have just killed them all himself? That's Which true. He probably could have. Been. <laughs> That's a
1: good point. Yeah, the Lord Ruler definitely didn't. I mean, if that was if always kind of a goofy idea. But if yeah. a
0: regular misborn like Kelsier can go in there and kill, I don't know, twenty or thirty guys without hurting himself. There's no reason, you know, that the most powerful guy on Earth couldn't go in and kill a couple thousand people.
1: Yeah, picture the Lord Ruler doing, like, super coin shot on just the crowd as they're, like, eating lunch.
0: Literally doing the Magneto thing where he just shoots, like, yeah. just
1: through, like, just a row of heads or something. Actually, having said that, I feel like just a regular coin shot could do a lot of damage. There. Like, we know that their coins shoot out, like, bullets and could, like, go straight through people.
0: Yeah, but with this, you know... The bullet doesn't necessarily have to stop in one person's head. It can go through just a Mm. a row of people. I feel like we've seen Kelser shoot through multiple people before. I'm not sure, to be honest.
1: I I might be wrong about that.
0: But at any rate, if you send in a couple coin shots, they could probably kill off a couple hundred people at least before they've even been killed themselves.
1: Yeah. Thinking about it, actually, and this might be overthinking it, but from a physics perspective the coins that they shoot have to be slower than bullets because they're not making sonic booms. Yes, but, like I said, they um, don't have to stop. So, actually, yeah. The, the, no, that's what I'm saying. So, like, they're, they're slower. So they're actually probably not as... It's Like, I was kind of thinking, like, if you went down into a crowd like that and you just had, like, machine guns... You kill a lot of people. Yeah, you could kill a lot of people, but a coin shot maybe isn't quite on that level. But a couple of coin
0: shots... Like I said, they probably wouldn't do as much damage as literally the Lord Ruler.
1: Yeah, actually...
0: they could certainly rip through a couple hundred people, I think.
1: Yeah, in fact, I feel like... But it would only be making a small dent. That that goes for stealing... Yeah, that goes... Well, maybe it would, because, like... If the Lord Ruler actually had found these people and he was sending in a Steel Inquisitor... Yeah. He could just send in, like, five or ten Steel Inquisitors and wipe them all out, probably. Like, maybe not down to the last man, but... I feel like that would be all it would really take.
0: Yeah. Am I the only one who kind of pictures the ceiling as, like, kind of, like, huge, but at the same time is kind of wondering if they're just... I mean, they're probably just regular people. I think they're regular people,
1: yeah. I mean, I think think we actually might have gotten the specific ones that we've seen were called out as tall, maybe, but I think they were just tall people. I don't think that's an inherent thing.
0: Just for... You know, like, the idea of, like, killing machines, like, for some reason, I just picture them as, like, big. Yeah. But I think that's... I mean, I don't. I don't think they are actually just big. I think that really is just. Yeah, I mean,
1: we know we we've we've seen a single Inquisitor killed Cameron's whole gang. Remember that? Yeah. So like, yeah, this is an army, but actually, army yeah, of, Cameron's whole gang was like a hundred people. Yeah, like literally, I I literally think ten Steel Inquisitors could could roll this whole army pretty pretty easily in a confined space. M- maybe less. Like, just go down there. They got a bunch of those little shuriken things. And they just start blasting. They're, in, you know, they're not invulnerable, but they're super tough. The real question is, what's the coloss? A what?
0: They keep mentioning these things. Oh that yeah, they, they can't got those, get those.
1: Oh yeah, those monsters. Yeah. What
0: are these monsters? They got some kind of monster. I, I they got like a little monster army. It sounds like that's true. Don't know I, what I had they for- are. I
1: completely forgotten about those things. It
0: was they was mentioned again in this chapter. That's why the garrison are going down. They they can't
1: send out the the coloss. So, in my head, I picture them as, like, almost like lions, like these big sort of animals, you know, like, on four legs that are... It, again, in, in my head, they're, like, almost misty or, like, pale creatures, you know? We've gotten literally nothing but mentions of the names. We have zero clue what they are. <laughs> like, this is so just the just, images that it's caught. They're of just of monsters.
0: In my mind, they've been everything from literal orcs to like you said lions or whatever like they don't have a form in my mind they don't yeah. even have I don't even have an idea of what they are
1: they're so well the, the, I think the reason why I picture right that is I'm picturing have you ever seen like a really old timey Chinese cannon where it's, it's carved to look like like a dog or a lion with a, with a roaring face yeah so that I'm picturing like one of those but like huge and alive because they're these super weapons you know um that's probably completely wrong but they clearly can't be like dragons, that, because that that will be the obvious go-to, right, for a giant monster. But dragons fly; they're really fast. So why couldn't they get? Yeah, these to things these lizards? things are apparently hard to get around fast logistically. Yes. So I have to wonder
0: if the garrison from Luthadel are going to the caves, which takes a journey of multiple weeks. Is that leaving the city undefended? Well, not only that. Will they get there before the siege is over? Like, if it takes weeks... I mean, maybe they have a faster way to get there. I don't know. I don't think... But I don't well, think they do. Well,
1: actually, maybe they do, because they got there by barge, which isn't that fast.
0: Yeah, but, like, at the, at the most, it sounds like it would take a while to get there. Like, and if they were riding the in, like, there.
1: carriages or whatever, that might be faster. You
0: yeah, know, chain- but if it took... Weeks, maybe months, for Kelsier to get there, or a month anyway. Was it that long? It was weeks. Yeah. It was weeks of travel, and like, how long will this last? They could literally get there, be like, "Oh, okay, guess everything's fine. Just have to turn around."
1: They could. Like, I suppose I mean... it's conceivable, though, that the well, they they seem to think that the, the garrison can hold out that long. Um, I mean, it is. It sounds like it's fortified. They specifically said, I think, it's fortified. Um, yeah last word was that the whole step fortifications are holding Um, and they did they do say that the the Valtru garrison sent 5,000 soldiers as well hmm Uh, I mean a siege can drag on for a long time if if you're dug in like a long time so yeah I'm assuming Yeah, this is this is weird though, right? I mean this is I can't think of anyone that this benefits except maybe the Lord Ruler, but the Lord Ruler again, if he had the resources to pull this off, which would be literally anyone on the inside, then he there's better things he could have done. So I don't think the Lord Ruler could have done this. It's gotta just be that Eden is a moron. Yeah. Which, I mean, it fits with the character of him that we've gotten so far. I'm trying to
0: figure out the... I'm trying to find... I don't think Holstep is going to be mentioned on this map. Would have been nice, but... I mean, this is the Central Dominance, and I don't even know if it's outside of the Central Dominance. Well, hang on,
1: isn't there a are No, they're in the Central Dominance. They specifically said Rebellion in the Central Dominance.
0: There's only the other... Uh, There's no map map of
1: just the Central Dominance, just the whole Empire and then Luthidel,
0: so... We But we know that by barge, well, it probably takes a minimum of two weeks to get there, is where I'm going to put it at.
1: Maybe, I don't remember what figures they gave for the travel time, I'm afraid. Okay, yeah, I can't find the exact number, but you're right, it, de- it definitely says several times that it takes weeks to get there,
0: so. That's a minimum of two weeks and a maximum of, probably not longer than a month, though. Um, yeah. considering the constricted time frame of the story so far. So... Let's say at best the garrison get there in a week.
1: What's to say like like No, but again, a siege if it's become if it's turned into a siege, it's not going to be over in a week. Yeah. I mean, they don't they don't use the word siege, but it's not like they have any siege weapons, right? They have no way of breaking past fortifications.
0: Yeah, I really don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. So, um Yeah, like we've said ham gets pulled away he gets told this and gets offered a position as an officer uh, who will get real battle pay if he will go with them right now they're packing up and they're leaving in two hours and obviously ham says well he says he'll think about it and then he's told they'll be going in two hours so he says i'll go back and i'll get my stuff yeah um which i guess this provides an opportunity for ham to get there and see what's happening And also, he gets the chance now to go back and
1: tell everyone what he knows, which is... Oh, wait, hang on. Is the Holstep garrison Luth... The the one they were meant to target? Because Vin is saying here, they were supposed to take Luthadel quietly, quickly, not face the garrison straight out. What is... Let me see if I can find out what Holstep is, because if this is them actually carrying out the plan just kind of early, maybe it makes a bit more sense. I can't remember what the, like, common name because if you remember the location of the pits is secret but there is a garrison there it's just not known as the pits garrison it's known as something else um no the, the whole step has never been mentioned before so I think they're just this is just some this is just place. some random place yeah probably nearby
0: the caves I guess that, that would be why they get to draw the conclusion that's true yeah
1: they know it's near the caves yeah because they're saying it must have been from the caves up there
0: so pretty wild chapter ending pretty surprisingly wild chapter when we started talking about it for how uh, little points I actually wrote down um, it it really felt like there wasn't much happening for the majority of the chapter but we managed to talk about a lot of different things so I don't know I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens I think there's only one more cha- chapter left in part 3 so next episode will be Um, well, two episodes, and then we'll be on to part four. And I don't know if there's how many parts are left, but I feel like there might just be part four, maybe a part five.
1: In fact, uh, the pits are only a couple of days away from Lothado, apparently. Yeah, so, they're definitely travelling farther away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking here, trying to find out what it was called, but, uh... No mention. Um... Although it does say here that the caves are within striking distance of both our targets and they're closer to Luthadel than the pits are. So huh. Maybe that actually implies that the army can get there really soon. Why did it take so long for Kelsher to get there? I guess barge travel is really slow compared to the army. Uh which although like a medieval army what how the hell are they traveling? Like just don't they do, on wouldn't foot? they be traveling on foot? Yeah, Seems like it would be fat. It would be pretty slow.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't see that being. I mean, being anything more than the exact same rate as the barge. I
1: guess it's possible that the canal route is awkward. Like, maybe yeah. there. But you if know. it's but if you can get there in a few days on foot, that can't be right. I don't know. Well, it's
0: pretty wild. Um. So, that's the end of the chapter. We're almost at the end of part three, and. There might just be part four left. I don't know. There might be part five, like I said. I think that wraps up this chapter, really, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, So,
0: favorites and least favorites. Um, (sighs) Adult. what was your least favorite part of this chapter?
1: Hmm, That's tough, honestly. There's not a lot to complain about in this chapter. Um, I guess some of the stuff where they're just hanging around and chatting... It's maybe a little dull, I guess. I mean, as I said, I don't really have anything to complain about this chapter. Even, <laughs> even Lester Burn's stupid accent gets made fun of. So, <laughs> at yeah. least, at least I have some. Although consolation let's be honest, there. there was
0: a whole page of neither of us understanding what was being said.
1: Well, I, I mean, for most of that, they weren't actually talking. They were just well, I making think, fun of his accent. I think everyone was make...
0: except, maybe Ham, who, I think, says. I actually don't know what I was saying, it just sounded right. And everyone else... I mean, Kelsey. at least, I think, actually was talking to Leslie Burns. I think they were having a conversation, probably mocking
1: yeah, Breeze. That that's true. Some some of them do do speak it, and they were making fun of Breeze, not understanding it. I mean, yeah. It, like, like yeah, that, that's true, in fairness. Spook was not the target of the mockery there so much as Breeze was, but... Whatever. No. Um... Anyway, that, did, that didn't bum me up So yeah, but I, I'm going to just call that whole sort of section my least favourite, I guess. Uh, what would you say your least favourite was?
0: Ooh, uh, tough question. My least favourite part of this chapter... Yeah, like, like you said, there's actually not much to complain about. Um, if anything, except that I can... Can I even? I almost want to complain about Eden before having it confirmed that it's Eden. But like, <laughs> even then, maybe maybe I'll just say the stuff where we are actually talking about the the pewter tips wasn't that interesting because most of it seemed pretty uh, obvious. Obvious. So I think I think we knew most of that. But like, I, I did, It didn't drag on too long. And I didn't mind it. So that's about as bad as it got. I think. Mm. Um, so, so, what was your favorite part of the chapter?
1: Um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. I in, I'm not. I probably wouldn't have said this immediately, but with, with all this discussion, I think my favorite part might actually be, Vin. Going like, "Oh, this is another disguise," when she dresses up as an urchin, because
0: I actually I'll agree with you for that. That'll, I'll take that for mine as well. Uh, you can't think of it in a, a second. No, I've, I've I've been thinking. I was waiting. That's to what you were. That's
1: what were gonna, Character were gonna development that... for
0: Vin was really yeah stood out in
1: this. Chapter. It's funny. It's it's not even that long. It's it's just a brief moment. But yeah, th- I do think this really. Well, actually, if you want to take that section, I think my favorite
0: part might have actually been the section before that, when she was thinking about how much she's changed. Hmm. But I think that it's just the character development in general, really. In this chapter, and for Vin, he's what
1: I like the most. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh yes, um, <laughs> we forgot to do our mailbox section. Oh, okay. So uh, we have a comment here from a regular commenter, Retro Rocket Twenty Four. Um, so they, they bring up a few of the things we talked about before. Um, apparently, Brandon Sanderson has said he doesn't like love triangles, which is <laughs> somewhat reassuring, even if apparently they say even though he's
0: quite or- he's already made one, really. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Uh, uh, and this is this is our first entry into the, the world of Brandon Sanderson, but it, apparently he's done
1: it in other books as well. Mm. Um. They bring up that Elend possibly didn't realize that the woman he was sleeping with was a ska. I guess that's possible because, uh, as they point out, it, it has been said that there are uh, noble, poor noble prostitutes, but, mm, um, I, My guess is that maybe he did know, to be honest, because, I mean, I feel like that's probably not a law that kids are necessarily told about, you know? Yeah. Seems like the sort of thing that wouldn't really come up. <laughs> they also point out that, yes, uh, lariel might be less powerful than Elend te- in theory but in practice Elend is probably not going to be helping Vin or at least that's what she's assuming yeah uh, so that she probably that so that's why she can threaten Vin I think we kind of said that as well yeah
0: yeah uh, um, so, so generally I-, I definitely agree there points we agree with uh, and yeah the Brandon Sanderson thing not liking love triangles is kind of funny considering literally his most famous book already has a love triangle in, and we're not even finished
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess...
0: Not the most out-there love triangle, though, of course. Like, it's not the focus, at least.
1: Yeah, and in fairness, you could argue... Well, you could argue maybe it's not your classic love triangle and that Vin isn't really torn between these two people, is she? She's only really interested in one of them. Yeah, that's true. Two of them are interested in her. That's not quite the same thing. There's almost...
0: It's not really a love triangle, but it certainly involves three people. Shan Elend and Vin almost as well uh, not quite a love triangle because Shan is more getting back after she's that's a good point yeah but even then it it's still you know the, a kind of idea like that that involves three people you, uh, maybe, maybe maybe he prefers non-conventional love triangles then yeah if that's if that makes sense
1: okay um, I guess that brings us to the end of our episode
0: yeah um, don't forget to read chapter 25 yep. before the next episode so chapter
1: 25 will be the next episode um, we'll as always post this to r slash missborn on reddit so if you want to comment there you can you can also shoot us an email uh, our email is podcast young at gmail dot com uh, we also post these to twitter at pod young adult so if you want to shoot us a message there We would love to hear from you. Okay, so thank you for listening, and good night, or good morning, wherever you may happen to be listening to this. Thanks. Bye.